Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to these documents first reported by the New York Times and posted online by the chief pro-DeSantis super PAC, DeSantis is being advised to go after Ramaswamy and call him Vivek the Fake. He's not faced. The way I'm preparing is by talking to voters. That's actually what I think matters more than getting prepped memos from super PAC paid political consultants with pre-prepped robotic attack lines. Robotic attack lines. Well, no. having a memo that says after Ramaswamy talks, call him Vivek the Fake does seem a little robotic. That's from the leaked DeSantis memo, which is might be unfair to DeSantis. I don't know. It's weird that it was leaked on his own Super PAC site. It was a disgruntled employee. I think. Some of the reporting that I've been reading is a lot. A lot of the big money people are really unhappy with the DeSantis campaign. Hmm. And uh, so, who knows? Who knows? Could have just been an accident. Um, I'm. I may have been doing him a favor because I assume he's not going to drop the Vivek the fake line now that it leaked out. And I think that would have been a joke talking point the next day if he had tried it. <laughs> you know, I think you're right. Yeah, good consultants you got there. I think Vivek would have said, seriously, Vivek the fake. <laughs> what are we, eight years old here? Is this is line? ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I went from on the debate thinking I wasn't even going to watch it, to pretty excited about it. And part of it is uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, because I think he's going to have a moment. And I'm not rooting for him. I wish I could make it clear that, it for me, I follow this stuff not like I'm trying to pick a candidate and booster them. Just following it as a sport. Who's going to do well? Who's going to do poorly? That sort of thing. 
but I care deeply about this country, so I uh, look at it in terms of ideas and policies and our children's futures. And um, I think Vivek is going to come out of it with a head of steam. I expect Ron DeSantis to just be flat because that's what he is, unfortunately. I think he'd be great as a president and, you know, uh, an executive running a country. Mm Mm-hmm. But this is. But a that has time. nothing to do with the presidency, Jack. <laughs> that has nothing to do with running for president, having that ability. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so Vivek went on Tucker's Twitter show yesterday, and it already has now thirty million views, which is a crazy number. I mean, you there there are no cable news shows that get even anywhere close to that sort of number. Well, that's gaining on ten percent of the population. That might be like the number they get for the debate coming Wednesday night. Anyway, wow. the fireworks, if there are any that are exciting to watch, could be between Chris Christie and Vivek because they're both really verbal and glib and good on their feet. And they couldn't be further apart on the whole Ukraine thing. If that comes up, I got to assume we're going to talk to Brett Bear, one of the moderators of the debate on Monday. Uh, maybe I'll ask him about this. I've got to assume they're completely aware. Well, Brett Bear is aware because he talked to Chris Christie himself about it a couple weeks ago. He's mm-hmm. aware of Chris Christie's Ukraine position versus Ramaswamy's. And uh, that'd be a good... I mean, if you if, if your goal is to set up fireworks, that's a good way to do it. Anyway, here's a little... Uh, you you got to comment on that? Well, yeah, I was just going to bring up our conversation with Brett Bear that I hope happens. Uh, we expect it to. One thing I was going to bring up to him is something we've discussed through the years, and that is how in debates, questions are always presented from the progressive point of view. And I was going to try to come up with a couple of really good examples of that. Um, and if, if you all can think of it, I mean, uh, like uh, critics say, your cuts to welfare will leave widows starving to death. Uh, Governor Christie, what do you say to that? It's always presented from the progressive point of view, as opposed to why is it important to rein in welfare spending? Yeah, even on Fox, they're going to say, what do you say to that grandmother out there who might lose her Social Security check or something like that? Instead of what do you say to the taxpayer out there who doesn't want to give more money for X? They they never do it that way. Here's a little Chris Christie who's got no polling numbers, really, but uh, talking about running for president. Look, this just shows you it's not easy to run for president, everybody. And, and if you can't run for president in a way that doesn't create embarrassing process stories, you know, multiple times a week, you certainly can't uh, run the White House and run the federal government or be trusted to sit across from President Xi or Vladimir Putin mm-hmm. or Kim Jong-un. Um, and so, you know, I think it's it, it's indication of something much, much bigger in terms of problems with Governor DeSantis. So- I wonder if Christie's going to come into the debate thinking, I better turn my fire on Ramaswamy and make sure I'm the, the second choice if, if Trump doesn't make it. Certainly, has, uh, it could be he has both in his sights. I thought that, that, uh, that shot was a little iffy. Well, um, I, I have. But not entirely. I, I agree a lot with some of Chris Christie's policies, a lot. But I do think he's a phony with this whole attack in Trump and, you know, I've broken with Trump because he's done this and that. What if he had gone ahead and made you attorney general instead of embarrassing you by like, you know, whatever that was about inviting him to the White House and disinviting him and all that sort of stuff. That's when Chris Christie turned. What if he had made you attorney general? I have a feeling you'd still be full on Trump. I have a feeling you just kind of, you know, whatever benefits you. 
Man, maybe for a while, but Trump's run off most of his top aides, most of them. Yeah, so he I, might have ended up in the I, same place anyway. I don't know. Uh, now, you're very dismissive of Chris Christie. I believe it is weightism uh, that, that burns in your heart. He, I believe he's <laughs> second in uh, New Hampshire now. Burns in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he's second way down in there at that low number, but. He's 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 got all his uh, putting all his eggs in one basket or make putting all his donuts in one. Box. Oh no no we almost got through it for New Hampshire almost got through it yeah yeah all right can we just get to the debate then yeah I'm exhausted yeah yeah we can I uh, I just think it's something that 30 million people have watched Vivek's interview with Tucker he yeah well we'll see he could come out of nowhere and all of a sudden be the conversation. He he was the youngest candidate for president as a Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, at thirty, is it thirty six or thirty seven? And getting mixed 37, up. Thirty seven, I believe. Yeah, because uh, the youngest Democrat ever, or person ever, as a candidate for the Democrats was what's his name back in eighteen ninety six that I was talking about yesterday. Who got the nomination three times? The great Grover. Oh, oh, oh! William Jennings Bryan. William Jennings Bryan was thirty six when he got the nomination the first time. So he, you know, that's that's you. You're barely qualifying because you got to be thirty five. Back in the day, though, 36 was like 65% of the way to dead. <laughs> right. And, and generally, you're married and had a job at age 20, so it's a little different. But uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy was also quite the child prodigy, I guess. Right. If you were th- Definitely, if you were 35 back in the day, you were married with several kids and you know, well into your career. Uh, Hanson says we got a clip we have to play. What is the clip, Michael? What number is it? I got it right here. Okay, it's good. 43. Here we go. First of all, it's just starting with the L and the G. Most lesbians don't like gay men and vice versa. But then now you keep adding... I don't think you can say that. It's too true. Uh, and you sort, of, sort of like further start playing this out. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Trans is this totally weird separate thing. That's like So like you're just like matching this like alphabet soup just to create an us versus them destruction of, of modern order. Take some of the suppositions here and see if this logically makes sense, right? Like one of the suppositions in the gay rights movement, which, you know, I'm totally open to this, but it's just partly of how we created gay rights in this country is that the sex of the person you're attracted to is hardwired on the day you're born, even though there is no gay gene. That's the, Now, if you make it one movement, the LGBT movement, that's the same movement that also now says that your own sex is completely fluid over the course of your life, even though there is a definitive sex chromosome. Like, you can't believe these two things at the same time. Oh, no, it's utterly nonsensical. That's Vivek on Tucker and a good example of how he's good at explaining stuff like that. And if you were, say, leading a movement that was utterly unsupportable by science, data, or facts, what would you do? Call science, data, and facts white supremacy so people didn't dare appeal to them? That might be one thing you could do. And and, and I pity the soft-headed paste-eaters who fall for that. But a lot of people have been bullied into saying... Okay. Anybody see the video floating around on Twitter and everywhere yesterday of the people going down the street in San Francisco breaking into the cars? That was sickening. It actually like made me physically ill. Two of the great cities in America, San Francisco and Oakland, are crumbling in front of our eyes. We have evidence, undeniable. It's not time for the funeral yet, but gather the family for the <laughs> Bay Area, California. Wow. We'll have that and other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Dig this headline. We'll get to the story later. When tragedy strikes in China, the government cracks down on grief. It's quite amazing. Oh, they want to take over the world. It's remarkable to watch society veer from guardrail to guardrail. And the guardrail on crime and punishment has been a a long cycle from, I don't know, uh, the 80s, I guess, when... Crime was absolutely terrible, and and then uh, people of both parties came together and said, there are too many victims, this is terrible, we need to punish people for breaking the law and put more in prison, and that happened. And uh, the United States got very, very safe. And people thought, why do we have this many people in prison? It's very, very safe, because they have no grasp of history, even recent history. And we veered toward the left guardrail and turned everybody loose in the name of equity or something, and now it's very dangerous again. And uh, uh, notably, California is crumbling. San Francisco's crumbling. Well, San Francisco is part of California, undeniably. True. That is accurate. <clears throat> Thank you, metal guy. Uh, About to be probably... devastated by Hurricane Hillary. The <laughs> pantsuited disaster. Yes. Um, you've probably heard about the recent uh, big story in San Francisco as uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, writes it, uh, did you feel that? That wasn't an earthquake. That was um, all of the people of San Francisco standing up and clapping. The owner of Gump's, one of San Francisco's most storied department stores, issued a scathing rebuke to city leaders uh, this weekend over business and street conditions in downtown. The store's been there for 165 years. They're declaring bankruptcy and leaving. And you've probably already heard he uh, listed all of the terrible problems with the city and how it's become impossible to do business there and they're just giving up. 
after going on 200 years. And what's really interesting is Erica Sandberg writes in City Journal, quote, as I referred to, did you feel that it wasn't an earthquake? It was the sound of hundreds of thousands of San Franciscans standing up and clapping. San Francisco has entered the post-fear era, where once it was taboo to discuss the so-called homeless situation without first carefully qualifying one's speech with assurances of compassion. Today, people bluntly call it what it is. San Francisco has a serious drug crime and let people do whatever they want uh, problem. Mr. Chaka's letter resonated with the rapidly growing number of city advocates who are no longer willing to sit back and hope for circumstances to improve. The question is, yeah? Gumps, if you don't know the store for over a century and a half, has been legendary for their Christmas display window, the stuff that they would do in their windows. And one of the greatest Christmas areas on planet Earth was like Union Square, downtown San Francisco. And you walk around, and the the giant tree and the stores decorating everything like that. Half the stores are gone now. The streets are covered in drug addicts. There's no way you're going to walk around at night with your kids around there. It's just amazing that that has happened in a short amount of time. Well, and for a couple of months around Christmas time, they have the skating rink where you see parents skating with their bowed ankled kids, enjoying a little hot chocolate. It was just so charming. It was magical. Right. Now now. it's bums and junkies. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, across the bay in Oakland. And how do we solve this? Nobody feels safe. Sharp words from an Oakland resident aimed at Alameda County District Attorney Pamela Price. They say her progressive reforms are only helping entice crime. She has to change her ways and and think about us, the victims, we're the public, we're the peoples, we're the we're the people that she needs to be protecting. The George Soros backed, backed Marxist DA Pamela Price is uh, taking a lot of heat. Number one, for lots of people getting their faces smashed and heads bashed in, cars and houses broken into, because she has, and I quote, decided anytime we can divert someone from the criminal justice system, that is a goal, because the criminal justice system has been shown to be racially biased. The DA's role has really no impact on crime. To create a safe community, we need to invest in alternatives to incarceration. That's right. The DA just said the DA's role really has no impact on crime. That is bizarre. But she's a radical Marxist. The recall effort to get her booted the hell out of office is gaining steam, and it's a good thing. Partly because, and this is just part of it, honestly, it's about the the victims in in Oakland, because crime has exploded, just exploded in Oakland. Violent crime, property crime, all of it. She recently hired her boyfriend for a six-figure salary to join as a senior program specialist, uh, she brought him onto the team without disclosing the relationship, although it is an open secret in the office, according to the report. Everybody knows. Since becoming DA last year, prices presided over a massive crime surge in Oakland, the country's, I'm sorry, the county's largest city. She has vowed to overhaul the entire criminal justice system, etc. Just unbelievable. You've got to get rid of this Marxist as soon as you can, Oakland. And then finally, even amidst the decay and uh, decay and horror, decay isn't a word. The decay and horror, there is innovation, cleverness, and profit to be made. Tourists curious about San Francisco's urban decay of abandoned shops, open air drug use, and homeless encampments can get a guided tour of the whole thing. 
A street-savvy guide fed up with the lack of action by the local government says they will take people on the so-called Doom Loop walking tour to see the worst of the city for themselves. A tongue-in-cheek ad for the tour claims, quote, You've read the headlines, you've seen the tweets, now get up close and personal to the doom and squalor of downtown San Francisco. How can a city with a $14.6 billion annual budget be a model of urban decay? How can it spend $780 million per year on police and have no rule of law to show for it? Discover the policy choices that made America's wealthiest city the nation's innovative leader of housing crises, addiction crisis, mental health crisis, and unrepentant crime crisis. The Doom Loop Walking Tour. They should have some sort of like video game or fake car where you get to smash a window and see what it feels like. Wow, that's a good idea. The only objection I've seen to this is one Tenderloin resident said, why would someone pay $30 to see something they could get for free? (laughs) Well, it's a guided tour. You get perspective, history, statistics, that sort of thing. That's a good point, meth head. (laughs) Wow, San Francisco's crumbling. San Francisco's crumbling. So, if you miss a segment of the show or you'd like to play it for a friend or hear it again or you miss an hour, whatever, you can access all of the Armstrong and Getty show. When you look for Armstrong and Getty On Demand, subscribe, and then you'll have all the hours there waiting for you as they arrive, right? Armstrong, oh, including one more thing. Hilarious yesterday. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. 
LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. They totally understand it now. I mean, when they start Googling uh, dad's accomplishments and reading all the chatter about what the net worth of, of all this is, and they're, you have to sit down and really clarify a lot of stuff with them. But so as they get a little older, they start understanding, you know, some of that stuff, which is pretty silly. But when I get home, they don't care if I've sold out 10 shows or whatever. They just want to go hang with dad and do boy and father and son dad stuff and it's special when we can all do it together i'm sure that's true that's luke bryan country star talking about being a rich famous dad of course that'll change when they get old be older and teenagers i'm wondering why you don't haven't bought them a nicer car (laughs) anyway Uh, they announced they're going to become an instagram influencer for a living right exactly uh, I was just watching a little of the live happening right now, Camp David stuff. President Biden bringing together the leaders of South Korea, South Korea and Japan, and we're all lining up against China and North Korea. And this is a major deal, and it won't get the attention it deserves. See, these are tectonic shifts in geopolitics that are happening. Are quite amazing. I mean, like Agreed. my kid, I was talking about this a little bit. My kid said last night, "Didn't we go to war with Japan?" Yes, we did. We absolutely did. Uh, dropped uh, well, two Japan atomic bombs and, on him, as a matter of fact. Japan and Korea couldn't. Well, Korea couldn't despise Japan more, historically speaking, given the atrocities committed during World War II, including kidnapping Korean women to be rape slaves for soldiers and that sort of thing. I mean, it's just uh, unspeakable horrors. But the threat of China, Xi Jinping is so overplayed his hand, uh, you're having historical uh, accords reached. And thank goodness for it. A couple of different things I wanted to mention. Today is Rosalind Carter's 96th birthday, wife of former President Jimmy Carter. He is of similar age, doesn't have it here. They have been married for 77 years. Wow. Both the oldest first lady ever, oldest president ever, longest marriage of any president and his wife ever. Seem like super nice people. Not a fan of his politics or presidency, but... Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he spent his post-presidency building houses for the poor. It's hard to argue with that. I know there is a lot of factors involved, but so I'm driving down the freeway yesterday with my son, Sam, who's a car nut and knows more about cars than than anybody I know in terms of like models and years and trends and stuff like that. Not the mechanical stuff, just the I don't know what you would call it, the uh, the culture of it. But uh, we saw a Datsun truck. I said, I said, a Datsun, why you never see those from way back before they were Nissan? I said, yes, when I was. When I was young, lots of people drove those tiny little Datsun trucks, and we got into the topic of that weird period of America. And like I said, I realize there are a number of things causing that. It wasn't just Jimmy Carter, but when people were driving these tiny little trucks, and and the speed limit on the interstate was 55 miles an hour, and you were supposed yeah. to set your thermostat at 85 degrees, and, and a man wasn't John Wayne, it was Alan Alda, and it was just all these different things. We were so soft and just ah. Like when I was his age. What a well, at bad least period. Alan Alda called himself a man. He didn't claim he was a woman, throw on a dress like Klinger. 
That's a decent point. <laughs> we got all so soft and weedy and weak and just not America. When I was well, what age. about our pop music at the time? Our rock and roll was bread and 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 whatever else. Right, and so many of my favorite things, like I'm thinking about like Martin guitar and Gibson guitar and just various things I like. Their worst periods were then. That's when their stuff was so crappy. Uh, Harley Davidson. You shouldn't even b- bought them then. You wouldn't buy them now. Just everything was crap in the like mid-late 70s. Why? Just uh, mm. world politics? Our politics? I think, yeah, number of, what a great question. Uh, I'm sure that's the topic of, of, of great books somewhere, but a combination of post-Vietnam feeling of failure, mistrust, and uh, self-loathing, post-Watergate was at the same time. You had the Arab oil embargo, so you had terrible economic headwinds, sky-high interest rates. It was just, it was like one of those days when you just feel crappy. We had like a decade Right. I was. Uh, we got on this kick. Joe started this Twitter thread thingy that we were all reading about Apocalypse Now, which might be my favorite all-time movie. But that came out in 1979. Did not win Best Picture. And I thought, well, how did it not win Best Picture? You know what won Best Picture? Kramer versus Kramer. A, m- yeah. a movie about East Coast elite getting divorced. And it just fits in with that whole thing I was just talking about. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. We were no longer the adventuring country, the dynamic, let's do this country. We're the licking our wounds, self-obsessed, psychotherapy, wussy man country. And, and by the way, wussy is a bad term. I don't, there are effeminate guys. That's fine. We need poets and we need Navy SEALs, as I always say. Um, but yeah, at the point that a country is ruled by its flower-shirted, limp-wristed poets, I'm not sure that's a period of dynamic growth. President was wearing sweaters on TV. It's just it was just bad. Just bad all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to explain, but we but but the most interesting thing to me is we having lived through it, that was the worst period um uh, that I've lived through. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe we're working on it now. Uh but um <laughs> but we came out of it. Yes. You know, and Reagan gets a lot of credit for that, or the morning in American, just a complete reverse. Just, I mean, could we have been more dynamic through the 80s and just the cars got bigger and we started driving faster and music got cars better? Cars got and, better, too, uh, in a large manner. Yeah, yeah, all kinds yeah. of things got better. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. it's simply that, and thank God for this, hangovers end. <laughs> they, they last a certain amount of time, then they're over. It was the hippie hangover. I, don't, I, I wouldn't blame the hippies. I always yeah, blame I read the hippies. Something, I had this sitting around forever and we never got to it. An analysis of uh, looking at generations. Pew Research did a big research project and we're talking about it. And, and they were pointing out how ridiculously inaccurate virtually every assessment of every generation is. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Well, first well, of all, they were, putting a start and end date on them is really insane. I mean, that makes no sense whatsoever. Right, like it's just we're, silly. We're Generation X by one year. So if we yeah. were one year younger or older, I don't even remember what she was, we'd be older, a yeah. completely different generation that means completely different things. Whatever. Well, picture baby boomers and their lives and their trends and all right. Now bear in mind that the vast majority of baby boomers were infants, toddlers, or preschoolers during the summer of love. 
that wasn't really many baby boomers. That was a mix of different, you know, all right, granted, if you were born in 1945, you were there in San Francisco on the hillside. But they, the other thing that they pointed out that was so interesting was that so many of our perceptions rely entirely on coastal elites, college-educated or college-student examples of that generation. Right, and um, New York-centered media or LA-centered mm-hmm. media, no doubt about that. I, I remember learning all about Woodstock and stuff like that as a kid and thinking about what a glorious thing that must have been and how important it was, and it was portrayed to me through Rolling Stone magazine and documentaries as having dominated the country, and it was just all everything everybody was into and talking about. My dad was completely unaware it even existed. When he was and he was young at that age because he was in the Midwest working as a grown man, you know, raising kids and married. It, it's a, it wasn't part of his life. It was a big part of your life if you were in New York. You might see a week later. Hey, there's a big uh, concert in a uh, bunch of dirty in New hippies. York, and and it rained and turned into chaos. And you think, huh? I'll be damned. And then you'd go back <laughs> into your life doing what you do. Yeah. So we have this weird need to grossly oversimplify. Uh, moments, movements, generations of the past and, and boil them down into one thing. Like everybody born per- post-World War II was a hippie. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right, right. It is really hard to p- predict societal stuff. And we try, but we, we're not good at it because it's just it's just so random. I mean, you look all the individual people you know, even if they're of a similar age. How different are all of them? All of them, very, of very. Yeah. And to try to come up with some all-encompassing this group of people because they were born in this era think this or would do this doesn't make any sense with the group of people I know. So no, the, it's silly. The further you get out, the, the I think the more randomness you get. Which brings us back, perhaps, at least in my mind, to uh, Thomas Sowell's uh, Pearl of Wisdom. That's one of the truest things that's ever been truthed. And that is that within a single family of children raised by the same parents under the same roof with the same beliefs and more or less the same economic status, those, for instance, three children will have extremely different outcomes. In many cases, very different outcomes. The idea that you can not achieve equity within a household, but you should across an entire society is almost hilarious. It's so illogical. And something else I was going to do about church attendance and how it now breaks down by your politics in a way that it never did before. Maybe I'll get to that later. Got some bad news. The Bible! Got some bad geopolitical news. Do you want that on a Friday? Maybe I save that for Monday. I just don't know if I'm feeling it. I don't know if it's in my bones. Boy, speaking of bad news, did you hear the story? Man attacked by wolves on beach? Oof. Craziness. On we'll get beach. to that maybe next segment. You yeah. Don't picture that's, that's, wolves on a beach. I mean, a wolf attack at all is crazy. On a beach, it's, it's, it's bizarre. But we'll tell you that sordid tale coming up. All right. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've been waiting. Hour four of the Armstrong and Getty Show will feature clips of the week. If you, for whatever with your schedule, you'll always miss that. 
Maybe you should subscribe to the podcast. We've just discovered that the way to do it is to subscribe to the podcast. That way, all your hours show up automatically in whatever your little podcast dealio is there, and they're there for you. It's an easy way to do it. That's the way I do with podcasts that I like. Be sure to subscribe to Armstrong and Getty One More Thing, too. It's 5 to 15 minutes uh, for five days a week, actually. Uh, often hilarious. Sometimes there are swears. Uh, <laughs> often much more lighthearted than, than often what we do on the show. It's, it's fun to do. Um, this is not fun if you are prone to heart attack or fainting. Uh, listen under your own advisement. This is the audio of an incredibly rare, the first ever recorded wolf attack, Huntington Beach in Southern California. Hey, time! You That's right. Terror in Southern California as a man was beat up by two wolf-costumed furries at a furry gathering on a Southern California beach. Two people in black wolf costumes got into an altercation in Huntington Beach after a man who was recording them refused to leave. Some commenters suggesting he may be the scorned ex-lover of one of the participants. The incident caught on video, which is both hilarious and troubling. We should post it at armstrongandgetty.com. Happened at a Sunset Beach bonfire fur meet, where hundreds of furries were out in full force. You weirdos. It appeared to start after a man who was filming the group had his phone in the face of one member who warned him to leave. The man in the wolf costume then struck him in the head with a megaphone before he was tackled to the ground by another person. A second furry, also dressed as a black wolf, jumped in to help his friend, and they continued to grapple in the sand. <laughs> Would it be easier to fight a guy in a duck costume than a wolf costume? Or I suppose it plays no role, the animal that is... Uh... I don't know. I would have to attempt bouts in a variety of costumes to speak with any authority on that perceptive question. Uh, the guy whaps the guy in the head with his yeah. megaphone really hard, too, and the guy falls to the ground uh, screaming in a way that is less than manly, but I've never been <laughs> battered on the head with a megaphone, less. so I don't know how I would react. Less than manly. You know what? If you're videotaping people doing their whatever they're doing and they say stop and you don't stop and put up your dukes, I think, you know, that ain't, that ain't cool. Stop. I have no problem with that. Uh, let's see. The man who was recording the group before the fight is heard screaming. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. On the ground. He's still taping, though, and says to the camera, this is what furries do to you. It's what anybody does to you if you get in their business. Do you want to hear it again? I don't know if I do. It's gruesome. Go ahead. Hey, time! Oh, you That's a dude? Yes. This is what furries do to you? That is correct, sir. Chilling. Chilling okay. real-life tape. <laughs> so, so he real had some sort of anti-furry bias of some sort, apparently. 
Well, he was the ex-boyfriend of one of the uh, wolf dudes. Probably. All right. Uh, and, well, wolves are unforgiving. The alpha. Hell hath no wrath like a furry scorn. The alpha. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. I don't know. Um, I just came across this on the internet. I had something serious I was going to do, but it doesn't seem like it would fit well after the furry fight. <laughs> In what way? Um, you know, the actor Anthony Hopkins, he's one of our better actors. Oh, yeah. Hannibal Lecter, right? This letter I just saw on Twitter, he, well, Anthony Hopkins is, uh, he's known for more than just Hannibal Lecter, obviously. He was oh, won the Oscar great. for Remains of the Day and a whole bunch of different I didn't ones. say that was the only role he took. What, are you going to attack me like a furry wolf? Anyway, I just thought this was interesting. He sent a letter to Brian Cranston. The actor from Malcolm in the Middle. Breaking Bad. I'm doing the same thing you did. <laughs> um, in which he says, he sent a, a letter to Brian Cranston and he said, I just f- finished a marathon watching of Breaking Bad. I've never watched anything like it. Brilliant. Your performance as Walter White was the best acting I have ever seen ever. Wow. Says Anthony oh. Hopkins. Wow, Mr. Cranston has to be uh, just blown away by that praise. I would say Anthony Hopkins has been around, you know, Brando, De Niro, name whoever, all the best stars of uh, of stage also, because he does a lot of plays and stuff like that, says Brian Cranston's acting in Breaking Bad is the best acting he's ever seen ever. That's interesting. It's, there is nothing better. It's in that very top level. It seems silly to pick the best, but yeah, it's spectacular. It's a weird thing about actors in that you know you got to get the role to to show your potential i mean i knew who he was from malcolm in the middle but he would never have stood out in my mind as one of our all-time great actors but he got Mm. the right role sure and the opportunity to do it i wonder how many other actors are like that where they just never got the opportunity i don't know or they got the opportunity and it was an indie movie that didn't get wide distribution and never caught on sure yeah so I just came across this, which is obviously super serious. Troop deaths and injuries in the Ukraine war. So more is coming out from our intelligence department. I don't know why people are leaking this stuff, but the New York Times has it. Troop deaths and injuries in Ukraine war nearing 500,000 U.S. officials say. Now it's more on the Russian side than the Ukrainian side, but they got a lot more people and troops that they can deal with. The number includes as many as 120,000 deaths on the Russian side. 120,000 deaths on the Russian side in 18 months. 70,000 dead on the Ukrainian side in 18 months. Those are some big numbers. Certainly compared to the wars we've been fighting for the last many, many years. Well, I can't remember if it was the Times or the WAPO or one of the big publications was talking about the doctors who have to deal with all those mine injuries and how terrible that is. And, and uh, God, the, the snuffing out of young lives or n- just stupidity. The Agreed. Putin's need to be a great czar. Ukraine has lost about the same number of people we lost in Vietnam over many, many, many more years. And they've got an eighth of our population. That is something. Yeah. Craziness. That might be a topic of the debate next week, which we'll be talking a lot about next week. Almost certainly, yeah. Yeah. uh, We do four hours. We've got another hour coming up. And as we mentioned, if you missed an hour, grab the podcast. You should just subscribe, make it easier. It's Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Business. It's all the things that keep this world turning. And behind every one of these companies is a partner helping to keep it all moving. It's why the local flower shop and your favorite pizza joint, the startup and the stadium, hospitals and hotels, banks and restaurants nationwide, all choose the advanced network, cybersecurity solutions, and round-the-clock trusted partnership from Comcast Business, the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Call or visit ComcastBusiness.com to learn more. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.